everyone to the first episode of Word Up. My first guest is one of my favorite guests, Andrew Woodfritz. He's a fellow psychic. He's traveling the country teaching meditation and filming and having an adventure with his wife with their company Souls Gone Wild. And uh, welcome, Fritz. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm excited to be on your first episode. Um, Glad to have you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're in Sycamore, Illinois about a little over an hour outside of Chicago, Illinois. Um, so we're at the DNA Holistic Center. They do uh, yoga, meditation, uh, they have a juice bar, um, and they have salt caves, and a little bit of uh, retail here. But salt caves are awesome, definitely worth checking out. So if you're passing through or live in the area, uh, definitely check it out. It's a beautiful area of the country. Yeah. It's a beautiful drive out here to meet you and your wife. Yeah, it's peaceful. Yeah, and so what do you do here at DNA Holistic Center? Um, so it's run by uh, Jim, um, so they allowed us to, Heather teaches uh, yoga at the studio here, uh, teaching, actually tonight's the final class um, of the meditation series that we're teaching, um, and then in the salt caves, uh, doing readings and energy work there. Oh, and what kind of readings do you do? Um, I'd say the most common one is, is an R reading. Um, where it's, it's an hour long, the first 20 to 30 minutes is just me reading the seven layers um, of that person's aura, just the different aspects of their life. Can and you then, tell us what an aura is for those of us uh, that might not? I know what an aura is. Sure, sure. Maybe the viewers at home would like to know, what's an aura? What are the seven layers of the aura? What's that all about? Right, so the aura is basically the energy field around the body. Uh, science has acknowledged that there's you know, with all living beings or creatures, uh, people, there's an energy field around the body. Um, people in the spiritual community might say it's the aura. Um, you know, I call it the space, just someone's space. Um, like or an just, atmosphere or a magnetic field kind of thing? Right. I would say someone that's just, um, that's not really into this type of stuff, they might refer to it as like their personal bubble. That's kind of a common thing I've heard. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. So what brought you into psychic? Did, were you always psychic? Like what, what brought you to this kind of work? Yeah, um, so yeah, I grew up outside of Philadelphia and um, I went, ended up moving to Chicago for art school at Columbia College for fiction writing. And I think the sem second semester in, my roommate Ryan, uh, he's from California, and it took him, yeah, the second semester to finally open up to me and say, hey, you know, um, you know I do this energy work and um, the spirituality, and he gave me a book to read, um, and that's kind of where my spiritual journey began. Um, he found a school in the city, and we got our readings there, and it resonated, and from there I was just like, how do you do that? And I found out this whole this school offered different kinds of classes with healing, meditation, all these trainings. So now you do it. So yeah, exactly. Yep. And did you, did you always know that you were in touch with energy, or is that... Uh, was it when you went away to college that all of a sudden you're like, oh, the world of energy opened up to you? Right. Um, I think it was just me opening up to hits, really. It was um, once I went to that school and took a mini class, I just remember closing my eyes and just seeing just vivid colors and it's just my clairvoyance was turning back on and I started having remembering um, various memories as, as a child where um, you know, I was seeing colors and geometrical patterns and shapes and, and beings, basically, as a kid. Uh, I just kind of forgot or just blocked it out. And just being in that school and just taking an introductory 
uh, course, it was just all turning back on and I started remembering. So, wow. Yeah. Well, so would you say that's a common experience for people to turn, to have the abilities and turn it off? Or would you say it's an unusual experience from people you've read or people you've talked to? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, in my readings, in my personal, I guess, professional experience, I would say that, yeah, as kids, I think we just kind of naturally have it on. And then at some point it gets invalidated and gets shut off. Yeah. And then we just, you know, we don't believe in that type of stuff. We don't believe in those um, higher abilities. That's kind of almost a natural thing within all of us. Yeah. And so, so what, why do you think maybe you shut it down for a little while, for maybe childhood onto your college years? Yeah. Um, there just wasn't really permission for it. You know, I don't think it's a really accepted... Um, thing kind in of the neighborhood. Within, yeah, in my community that I grew up, in my household, um, there just wasn't really permission for that, or just even really an understanding of it. So, um, so from an adult's perspective, it makes sense to me now. Um, as a child, I that you know that's not something that really makes sense. But um, yeah, it just got shut off, and now it's back on, and um, I enjoy it. Though. I like it being on. But I like hearing you explain it. I had a similar experience where, as a kid, I had these abilities, and then I think they went dark for a while. Yeah. Not that they became dark, but <laughs> they went dormant, and I forgot that I had the abilities. And then we met, you and I met at that school, and right. I, where I was able to turn on those abilities. Um, and I find um, the clients that I have will come in and say, you know, am, am I losing my mind? These. I'm starting to speak energy, I'm starting to hear not like schizophrenic kind of things, but more energetic kinds of things. And what would you say to someone whose abilities are starting to turn on, but they don't quite know how to navigate? And this is what you do for a living. Yeah. Yes. This, that's, a, that's a huge question. Um, or In addition to making an appointment with you, if someone made an appointment with you, what would you, <laughs> what would you tell them? Yeah, I mean, really, like, there's a spiritual community that might say, well, clairvoyance. And then there's, you know, the, the scientific aspect or the medical aspects that might, there might be called a specific name or a, an illness or a condition. Um, and really, you know, the foundation, you know, of the classes that I teach is, is learning to ground, which is getting your body safe um, so that you can feel comfortable opening these abilities up. Um, so yeah, it can definitely feel weird when these abilities are all turning on. You're just like, you're not sure what's going on. You're not sure how to process it. Um, and I would just encourage anybody, or if they're having these experiences, not to so much analyze it or try to figure it out right off the bat. It's just kind of just allow for the experience to happen and just kind of accept it as it is. Mm -hmm. And it will start to make sense, you know, along the journey. Um, yeah. That's so getting the body safe is what you would call grounding. Like that, that's where yeah. you would have people start is rather than have all this stuff going on and be like, ah, you would say, let's get your body safe. And this is how you do it for yourself. Yeah, I think when these higher abilities such as clairaudience, so I think for most people, they might not call it a psychic ability, uh, but the um, ability is clairsentience where they just feel energy. Uh, I think that's something that most people can relate to. They just might not call it psychic. Like if you walk into a restaurant and you like the vibe, or right. you walk into a restaurant and you're like, mm -hmm, right. that would be clear sentience. Yes. So like a job interview, a first date. Um, <laughs> that's a great example. Yeah, you're you're just you're feeling the vibes out, and uh, you might like it, you're not, you might not. Um, that's you're just feeling energy. It's a, just a natural human experience, and I think we're all all tapped into that, right? 
and there's these other abilities that we think are usually turned off in most people, um, and that's clairaudience, your ability to hear energy, um, your clairvoyance to be able to see energy, and then claircognizance is just your ability to know energy. So, um, yeah. Well, that's, it's a fascinating look at how you see the world and how you help people that are turning on their abilities or just want to dip their toe into it and just get a quick reading. Right. Um, what I know about you is you're also a pet psychic. You can read humans and read the energy field of humans, but you have this knack for reading pets where, you know, I might have to go into a meditative state and try to read the pet and you're just like, bam, you can talk to the pet like we're having a conversation now. Yeah. Without words, even. Yeah, I mean, I've had, um, I think I have more professional experience with, you know, working with people versus just pets. Um, but I mean, my wife and I had a dog walking business. Um, I've, you know, I've worked for various companies in Chicago and um, as a dog walker and built up my, you know, experience and just knowledge of it. And we started our own business outside of Philly and ran it for a little over two years. And um, yeah, as it's just kind of, you have that higher awareness when you're working with the pets that makes the experience much easier, so. Was there a common experience or a common thing the pets wanted you to know or the owners wanted to know or was there something like a theme that? Well, it's funny that you say that. I would say the biggest thing actually is something that's more recent. Um, I just did a pet reading um, and then also I just did an energy healing on a pet. Um, uh, actually, a dog that has autoimmune disease. But what I've... Oh, wow. Yeah, so what I've really discovered was that pets are just really, they're almost protectors, especially dogs, protectors and healers for the humans, yeah. basically. Um, Little healing angels with fur. Yeah, I think they're really <laughs> capable of handling some of our energy and some of our stress and even a little bit of pain. Uh, I think it's just when it comes too much and there's not a way for the animal to clear, then it yeah. might manifest in, um, you know, just different ways, whether it's just acting out or uh, yeah, it might be kind of an illness or whatever it is. So. Um, but they can't handle our energy. They're, they heal us, they protect us, and so. That's their job? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that's the only thing, really, but I just noticed that's a big aspect of their relationship to their primary owner. Yeah, and so in when you're reading a pet, you're talking about a pet that has an autoimmune situation going on. Um, are you also doing healing work within that reading? So it's not just you're looking at energy, but you're also actively doing healing work? Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between, that specific one was an energy healing. Um, so I do, I offer professional readings where I'm sitting in meditation and I'll look at mental image pictures and it's not really saying something's good or bad or giving advice, I just kind of see what I see, describe it. Neutrally. Right, yeah, neutrality. Um, and then just allow them to interpret what it is. Yeah. You know, allow, you know, of course saying, okay, this is in this specific aspect of their life. Um, for an energy healing, it's, it's a little different where it's, it's less reading, less visual. It's just uh, giving them permission to release. But while I do, I've been doing this a long time so that when I'm giving that energy healing, I'm also kind of got my abilities all turned on and I can say, okay, this is what I'm picking up on. Um, and I'll give them the feedback as I'm going through that whole process. So you might even be helping the person when you say release, or the person or the animal. Right. Because um, you said you specialize more in humans than animals, but you have this knack for animals as well. Yeah. That, so when you're giving them, helping them release or helping hold a space or giving them permission to release, what is it they're releasing, if you don't mind my asking? 
Uh, it could be literally anything. Anything that they're, that's just really not their energy and that what they're not wanting in their body, their chakras, their channels, their aura. Like um, hardship or pain or... I would say the three most common is usually like like pain, punishment, and validation, judgment. I'd say judgment just is those. The, yeah, just, you know, <laughs> light little things, no. <laughs> um, judgment's a huge one. I mean, we walk you know, around day to day, we're passing people, we have conversations, interactions, so there's all this um, judgment. And it's just, yeah, you know, we have our bodies and these situations and we get judged and it's sometimes uncomfortable and feel good. Right. So in meditation, energy healing it's that's a way to, to let that go so those are I would say the common negative energies that we let go so people have an opportunity you and your wife are traveling the country you're making you know stops months at a time in different cities can you talk a little bit about this adventure you and you and your wife Heather are going on called souls gone wild yeah um, yeah so we ran a dog walking business a little over two years we sold our client list and uh, we started Souls Gone Wild, and we bought a fifth wheel RV and uh, a brand new truck, and now we travel full time. Um, so our first uh, campsite was in New Jersey, I think it was May 1st, and uh, we've been traveling west kind of ever since then, so it's been about four months we've been on the road. Um, it's been interesting, it's just constant learning and growing and changing. Uh, just I've never towed, you know, I've never lived in an RV before. I've never towed something that big. Um, so it's a lot of growing. <laughs> How are you finding it? It's fun. Um, it's, you learn, it's just like how to level a trailer. Like that was <laughs> like a really difficult thing in the beginning. And now I'm just like, oh, like it's the easiest thing now. Like we got it down. Um, so yeah, it's it's an interesting experience because uh, with the dog walking business, we were um, we experienced rapid growth right off the bat, and with the new business, it's, it's we're building a whole new business plus being on the road. So it's like two brand new experiences all happening simultaneously. Um, so it's a little more difficult, um, but it's very exciting. Just the places because you're in it, you are the business. Yeah, it's a little more, it's kind of personal, professional kind of clashed. So, yeah, but we are essentially the brand. And tell, tell us about the brand and what you do. Like, are you, so if you're in a part of the country where someone wants to come and get an aura reading or a psychic reading or a healing yeah. or take meditation classes, they can do that online, but they can also do it in person? Yeah, so uh, I'd say it's a mixture of online um, and in person. So wherever we go, such as we're in Sycamore, Illinois, we found, you know, a couple of different studios where we'll um, offer our services, yoga, meditation, the readings, the healing, etc. Um, but I also, I also do online work. You know, we offer videos for sale. We um, You do. They're good. Yeah. I send my clients to when they're like, how do I learn to do this? I'm like, Here's a website. <laughs> yeah. Here, there are lots of websites and right. you have a very grounded way of teaching right yeah thank you yeah it's um yeah we offer the meditation and uh, some of the yoga videos online um those are a little cheaper more affordable and then i offer one-on-one private sessions where um it's just me and, and the client so you get kind of 100 percent of my um attention and uh so that's it's done kind of both in person and online so well, great is is there anything else you would want to tell the audience about your business? Um, I, I would say check out, we do, um, 
you know, on one side of our business, yeah, we do the yoga, the meditation in person and online, but also we're on uh, social media, primarily um, our blog and then YouTube. Yeah, we love filming um, and documenting our experiences, all the places we've been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've kind of found a love for editing and filming um, and just sharing our experiences. You know, we get to see different places, meet different people. Um, so yeah, check us out, Souls Gone Wild on YouTube blog so so what are some of your next stops on on your adventure so next stops uh, Missouri uh, for a couple weeks and then we're gonna be down outside of Albuquerque for a month oh, wow. and during that time period there's gonna be the some sort of hot hot air balloon festival it's like a week or so mm -hmm. uh, it's a huge international event and then after that Tucson just because by the time we hit um, southern uh, United States it's gonna get kind of cooler yeah um, so yeah, we'll be down that way until the end of the year, and then from there, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Yeah. We'll stay posted. www.soulsgonewild. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much for being my guest, and please uh, thank Jim for letting us use the DNA Holistic Center space. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.